B grade punk rock street trash wastelands. Hello Brisbane, hello Melbourne, hello world. This is Wasteland, your B-grade punk rock street trash radio show, and we are your cane punk prize, your caffeined creeps, your B-grade ghouls. I'm Adam Obscene, and with me tonight, as always, is my longtime partner in slime, the mighty Marco Mark. Adam Obscene, so good to see you tonight. Uh, such a pleasure to be here, and hello listeners and listeners. listeners Thank you again for tuning in. Listeners and listeners, uh, we are, will be heading... Back in time. We've jumped into our time machine and we are going back. Back. And we're going to go so far back. The only way to explain it is with this. Out of an age undreamed of. An age of magic and fantasy. An age of swords and sorcery. Comes the magical adventure of a sorcerer sworn to conquer the world. Secrets of sorcery, and out of the ancient dream world come the two who are one. Sorceress. Done. Come the two that are one. Sorceress. We're going to be talking about sorceress tonight, and uh, interesting with this one, Lossners, is this was our first attempt to. You'll be f- keenly aware of our perils of rewatching our long lost nasties in isolation not in the comfort of each other's company and absolutely having a terrible time of it so we used technology (laughs) 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 and uh was it last week we watched this Mm -hmm. together over Mm -hmm. the internet um shared Mm -hmm. screens and um it worked out okay it was okay um we got the gist yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i rate it Listeners out there, give it a try. Watch a movie on Skype together. It's um, it's pretty cool. It's funny. Have a couple of uh, froffies and uh, you go for it. So, Sorceress is a 1982 American-Mexican Roger Corman production uh, directed by Brian Stewart, who is actually Jack Hill. And Jack Hill, who's Jack Hill, I hear you ask, listeners. Well, Jack Hill was well known for his directing ability in black exploitation films such as Foxy Brown, Coffee, and um, other films featuring Pam Grail, like The Big Bird Cage, which was a bit of a Corman classic. Uh, it also stars Lee and Lynette Harris, which were Playboy models, a bit of ooh la la. So it gives you a little bit of an indication of uh, what you'd be in for in this barbarian, craptacular film. Uh, <laughs> it was raunch-tastic. Raunch-tastic. Geez, there was some weird shit in this. Like like most Corman films, this crammed a lot in, didn't it? More happened in the first five minutes of this film than it's happened in the last five movies we watched. It was Intense. It was intense. Look, quick overview is a powerful conjurer of the black arts. Traogon makes an unholy pact to sacrifice his firstborn to become the master of the universe. His wife has twins and he can't tell which one was the firstborn. Damn it. He dies. She dies. And the kids get taken away by a good wizard called Corona timely, and who gives them the <laughs> unlimited power of the blue force. 20 years later, for some reason, Traogon is resurrected. And the twins, now warriors, set off to avenge their mum with a Viking, a creepy goat man, and an oily permed barbarian. (laughs) That's it. That's all exactly it. Done. Podcast over. 
it's got so much in it, dude. Like, oh, it's 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 boo braiding is through the charts. It's oily yes. barbarian count is through the charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowhere else in the world would you find, <laughs> except for Corman's world, uh, creepy goat mm-hmm. man, oh. sort of panish. Mr. Timbus, Mr. Timbus, sort of like he was creepy, Um, so creepy. A a red-blooded Viking down to horned helmet and big ginger mane, and Mm -hmm. a a sort of barbarian, oily barbarian dude that looked like Buddy out of Charles in Charge. (laughs) (laughs) A company, or the guy from um, Blue Lagoon? Didn't you say? Yeah, I think it might have been the same dude. And, and I think that um, – and then they coupled together with these two Playboy models, twins, um, who really are clearly not in there for their acting abilities. No. No. It's kind of funny because the girls are raised as, you know, they say, oh, raise them as warriors, but they're girl childs. Oh, we'll raise them as warriors anyway. Um yeah. And they get the blue force and Jesus some crappy special effects, but it's unreal. Like how they just <laughs> glow blue all of a sudden and they get the mystical power of Kung Fu, <laughs> which is great. another weird crossover. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, I loved it. Here's um, listeners for your listening pleasure. I've pulled some clips out of the, uh, out of the film just so they can really sort of get, like how cheesy and action-packed this is. So check this out. The house of Krona is not far. If you run now, we could perhaps hold them long enough. Your loyal servants greet you. What sort of creature is that? You speak nonsense, Shatria. It was I who gave you your fighting skills. No. Leave those. Those are for men. You don't notice something different? Like that. So that last scene is when the girls find out that they're girls because they're getting unchanged in front of the barbarian and the Viking and the barbarian goes, you don't notice anything different. (laughs) And the naked girls are like, uh, what you mean this? Yeah. Um, it's, it's just good fun, isn't it? Like it, yeah, yeah. I have, uh, you know, I've struggled, Adam. They're, they've been cracker movies, but I have particularly struggled to get through the last few that we've reviewed. But they are gold. This one was an easy watch. It had everything that you could possibly look for in your B-grade cheeserama horror. Like, Lostners, yeah, definitely this one is uh, the one to watch. It's a beaut. It really is a beaut. And it's going to, I think, kick off a little bit of a, a wormhole for us because this really reignited. Like we are, we will go always go to post-apocalyptic films, but yeah, I tell you what, barbarian films are fun, aren't they? So much fun. The it's a really, it can be a really uh, camp 
hilarious kind of subject matter. You know, they can get barbarians really wrong in the best kind of way, like just oily muscle men in kind of vinyl and fur suits. It's really, really hilarious. I love the fact that, um, you know, like it, it kind of could be like a cross between a heavy metal film clip and Conan the Barbarian, like the pinnacle of barbarian films. Oh, and yeah. They, and they never really achieve either. But yeah, in, absolutely. But in, in doing, not achieving either, they achieve something totally different, which is pure entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like they, they, they the, the, Creators obviously loved, like sort of Conan the Barbarian and the Schwarzenegger thing, so much uh, that when they tried to recreate it on a far l- less budget, the the result is still as spectacular. And uh, they had to rely on a lot more boobage. I think they blew the bub- budget on boobs. Well, they get two people... two former playbait models. That's not coming cheap, is it? No, it's not going to be cheap. No. That's that's half the budget at least. It's like Alice Cooper in Monster Dog. You and know? there's like, four cost a lot of money. There's four there's... boobs required when you have twins. <laughs> Absolutely, it's so, a lot to take in. So, like we've talked about this before, that uh, we like I think it's pretty well stated, and we'll subscribe to the philosophy that Conan the Barbarian kind of kicked off a barbarian subgenre the same way that Mad Max kicked off a post-apocalyptic. Uh, subgenre, um, and like what you said, smaller budgets with a an audience becoming more and more sophisticated in what they want. This more stuff was rammed in, and then so you just say it's it's so like in the barbar these barbarian films, it's like yeah, it's the olden days. So anything from the olden days goes in as long as it's not a cowboy. You know, it's just like you've got Vikings and you've got like Greek mythology yeah, yeah. and Roman mythology and you've got Kung Fu masters and you've got wizards <laughs> and warlocks. It's so, yep. and so there's like, I've, I've got a bit of a list I'll share with you at the end of this, but I just wanted to give you a couple of little weird factoids that go with this, because this one's got some funny bits in it that, um, yeah, like, so the um the director the director basically Jack Hill removed his name for it because uh, Corman didn't deliver on the special effects that he promised on this oh, um and so he took his name off it and so um Brian Stewart is the person who is credited for it which is a combination of um Roger Corman's two sons' first names <laughs> oh no is that real yeah it's real um <laughs> so. It's basically oh yeah the the title of this was taken like from a list of potential titles that high school tu- students um created and polled against so which is oh, why what? it's really weird because it's sorceress but there actually isn't a sorceress in there's a sorcerer and there's some wizards and there's some magical barbarian women but there actually isn't a sorceress but there, no, that man. doesn't matter does it no no not at all is that why they sort of uh, they were hoping that there was going to be uh, the the two become one sorceress but they actually never became one, Adam. No, they were just the two as were one, I guess. Well, that's true. They didn't become one mega woman, though. I was kind of, I don't know, I may, may have misread that, but I thought two would become one, therefore you'd get like one big woman with, you know, two huge breasts instead of two smaller women with yeah, normal-sized breasts. Four. Um, <laughs> and... 
I'm sorry, that that did sound pretty bad, but that's what, <laughs> it's fine. It's and the look, movie. look, it was in the movie, and look, and and the reality is that with these movies, anything goes. Much in the same way that um, at the end of the film, there's this wicked, like the, any of the special effects that were spent on this film were to create this flying winged lion thing that does actually not much except for when the girls mention its name, it appears and it just floats in the sky for a while and then does some laser beams and blows up a nemesis deity. Um, And it's sort of like, uh, and you sort of are wondering, well, if this thing could save the day, why mention the name right at the end? You could have done at the start and saved us an hour and a half. Um, Absolutely. But that was a hand puppet uh, that was just basically done with the green screen. But it's a pretty cool puppet it snarls it pulls off the um sid vicious slash billy idol you know snarl pretty well uh, yeah yeah um but obviously when uh, jack hill saw that he goes nah i'm not putting my name to that lion <laughs> although when it does appear it is a bit well, of a kid's name do it. it it's like wow um uh, most wow, of the music shit. was taken from Battle Beyond the Stars, uh, which was actually also a Roger Corman-produced film. So they basically picked up a sound, an existing soundtrack from another film and <laughs> dump it into this. And it works, funnily enough. Um, it actually does. So, um, oh, yeah, and so because it was a Mexican-American, Mexican-American movie uh, crossover, a lot of the actors were all Mexican. So any of mm-hmm. the uh, other subtitles, other, uh, sort of there was a lot of dubbing to go with it. Um, and one final one is that Sid Haig, who pl- classic exploitation um, art, uh, actor, who was in, who played Captain Spaulding in Rod Zombie's mm-hmm. House of a Thousand Corpses, been in mm-hmm. the, the Devil's Rejects and all those, but it was been through heaps of other stuff in the 80s, 70s and 80s. He was actually, uh, Jack Hill, the director, wanted Sid Haig to play Pando, the creepy goat dude. Um yeah, creepy. But Corman uh, refused to pay Haig's high salary. God knows what, what that salary would have been. But uh, so in so in the end, a former child, a Mexican child actor, played uh, Pando, the creepy goat man. Um, oh man! And it is look, listeners, when you see it, you really just think, what. But he appears on screen as the girls are having a skinny dip, and it's just pure creepy in the bushesness. Oh, like, and it's then so it, creepy. Yes, it's it's like worth a, it for that, and that's like within the first like ten minutes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah hang in there. So look, and uh, <laughs> and this is the other. The original rough cut was two hours long, dude. Oh no! Wait, what are you having a laugh? Having a having a laugh. So um. There's a lot in it. And like I said, the leading Harris twins were Playboy, um, Playboy Playmates. Interestingly enough, they were also acquitted of tax, ev- tax evasion. So, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I wonder how. Yeah, oh. I don't know. So um, I put a bit of a list from watching this together of the things that you look for in a good barbarian movie. Mm. So my list is dungeons, swords, sorcery, witches, danger, desire, Wizards, evil magic, a battle to control the entire entire known world, lusty beauty, martial arts, fighting, the skills of the masters, and magical women warriors. Uh, yeah, so that's do you think, perfect. So do you think that this film had that? In, sp- in spades, yeah, right. absolutely. Well, I think I've got some that. evidence. Check this out. Dungeons, swords, and sorcery, witches. 
danger and desire. Wizards, evil magic, and a battle to control the entire known world. Lusty beauty and the martial arts fighting the skills of the masters. Magical women warriors fantasy. Swords and sorcery. Yes. That's amazing. It's like it was like my list was totally fulfilled by this movie. <laughs> what I also incredible. didn't add in there is creepy goat men, although you could hear the creepy goat men. Uh monkey. We didn't mention the monkey army, which looks like it's sort of like a weird like Wizard of Oz sort of thing. Um the Vikings, which we mentioned before, oily barbarians and marketplaces with weird um fight scenes. Oh yeah, always a fight scene in a marketplace. And Absolutely. a raising of a village. <laughs> raising of a village. Don't forget that, people. Uh, it, th- this movie had all of that. I-, I think, listeners, that we've pointed you in the right direction here, like watch The Sorceress. You can't go wrong. And it is on uh, YouTube, so we will put the link in the liner notes and you can oh. enjoy it, preferably with your friends, over Skype. It's interesting you know, to do. If you have any troubles, just flick us a message and we'll step you through it. <laughs> Oh, perfect. <laughs> How's that for service? Well, oh. listeners and listeners, it comes to that point in the show where I'd like to remind you that episodes new and old can be found on Spotify, Stitcher, tuned in, Mixcloud, and also on the Apple Podcast app. You just punch in Wastelands Radio Show and you'll find us. Look for the little radioactive barrels. You can also search us on YouTube, Wastelands Radio Show. Uh, write to us at wastelandsradioshow at gmail.com and obviously you can get all the goodness from the Wastelands at wastelands.com.au. So, yeah, that's it. We're coming up to 18 minutes. And, Mark, if you give me the permission to end this marvellous piece of uh, entertainment, is there anything more you would like to add? Permission permission granted. And I just wanted to say thank you, Lawson, for tuning in yet again. We love you all very much. And, hey, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Be great punk rock street trash wastelands.